Hello and welcome to the Today Not Tomorrow podcast. My name is Oscar Isaacson and this podcast is brought to you by CrossFit TNT. We are one week into the Partner Nutrition Challenge. I just saw the standings and in first place, we've got Valerie and Kathy. Good job. Second place, Justin and Brooke. And then third place, we've got Emily and Joe. These are just the standings, so we don't know what the points are like. Maybe it's uh, one point apart from each team. Maybe they're all getting nines or eights or sevens, whatever it is. Overall, this is one week out of four. So if you imagine yourself running a mile uh, outside with the 400-meter loop, we are one lap in, and there's three laps to go. So even if you're not in this list right now, there's still a long ways to go. There's going to be teams that had all nines this week. They're going to finish off with fives, fours, sixes, maybe not even submit a score. You never know how far a five, six, or seven consistently is going to get you. Keep asking questions in the challenge as well. I know we're a week into it. We posted a bunch of answers and guidelines already, but there might be something that pops up. Maybe it's a new drink you haven't seen at the store. Maybe it's a fruit you've never tried before. Can I have beans? Can I not have beans? Can I put butter in my coffee? The answer is no, you cannot put butter in your coffee, but keep answering questions. It's great to hear them, and it's helpful for other people to see them as well. Since we're talking about the nutrition challenge, I've gotten a few questions about the uh, dunk tank testing. The real name for this is hydrostatic weighing, and how it works is you get into a uh, tank of water, you get completely submerged, and you blow out all the air that you have on board. There's a scale underneath the water, and then they have a couple equations to see uh, how much is uh, fat mass and how much is lean mass. It's important to note that this is an estimation of your body fat percentage. Uh, there's always a little bit of an error that's going to be associated with any type of test, whether you do a, a caliper test where they pinch you on the side, or if you get into a bod pod where they use a similar um, calculation, they just don't put you in water. It works because fat has a different buoyancy compared to lean mass, so they kind of test to see what the density of your body is. Daily hydration is going to affect results. How much carbohydrates you have stored in your body is going to affect results. You want to be as consistent with these tests as you can. Uh, keep the meals the same. If you have anything to eat, keep the day before uh, or two days before very similar too because swings in water, um, hydration, uh, fiber, uh, all kinds of stuff like that is going to affect the results. It's important to know that the, uh, the error rate is about 5 to 6% maybe in a test like this. So let's say you do the test and it says that you have 10% body fat. Great. That means with a 6% error, you could have somewhere in between 4% body fat or 16% body fat. So the test telling you that you have 10% body fat, it says that it, you're somewhere in between 4 and 16 if I did the math right. So you want to take this with a grain of salt. You want to use this along with uh, looking at the mirror, see how you feel, and maybe taking measurements too, where are you at on your belt loop. You don't want to put all your stock into that number that comes out on the piece of paper. You want to go off of how you perform in the gym, what you look like, what you feel like, and try and be as consistent as you can when you do this test and when you retake this test. So 6% error. That means that let's say you got 20%, uh, that's your body fat percentage on the test. 
that means you're somewhere in between 14% and 26%. So there's still a range there, even though this is one of the most accurate tests that you can do. Along with the body fat percentage, the dunk tank lady might give you some a couple other recommendations saying you should weigh a little bit more, you should weigh a little bit less. Uh, that is just a suggestion based on uh, a bunch of averages and other people. Are you happy with your weight? Do you want to lose a little bit of weight or do you want to move up in weight? This is up to you. This is something you figure out for yourself depending on what your goals are. Maybe you do want to move down. Maybe you want to move up. Uh, this is not something that uh, the dunk tank lady should set the goals for you, tell you where you should be and where you shouldn't be. Uh, think about performance. Think about the goals you have. Think about how you're feeling and how you're performing and less about what the scale uh, says at the end of the day. We also got a couple of protein questions recently. Um, someone said they heard that 20 grams is the most you can eat at a meal. Anything else besides that is going to be a waste of your time. It's not going to help you out. Uh, we want to clarify this a little bit right here. You can eat a lot more than 20 grams of protein at one single meal. For the nutrition challenge, our uh, one of the rules is that each meal or snack has to have at least 20 grams of protein. So, um, that first recommendation is a maximum of 20%. And our most recent recommendation that we're doing for the challenge is that 20 grams is a bare minimum. So how does this work? Protein synthesis, that is the rebuilding of protein tissue. Protein tissue, that's just the muscle you have on board. There's always a breakdown and a buildup process going on at the same time. You're always going through muscle, uh, through working out, through just sitting around throughout the day. There's always a breakdown process and a buildup process that happens at the same time. If you challenge your muscles a little bit extra and then supply them uh, the building blocks needed, then this uh, process is cranked up a little bit and you put on a little bit more muscle than you had before or a little bit stronger muscle. That recovery process is called protein synthesis. And it works like an on-off switch. If you don't get enough protein, it simply doesn't get activated at all. If you have 5 grams of protein, it doesn't activate. If you have 10 grams of protein, it doesn't activate. If you have 15 grams of protein, it doesn't activate. It doesn't activate until you get at least 20 grams of protein. We can be a little bit more detailed here with what types of uh, protein we're talking about. Is this branched-chain amino acids or is this glutamine? Uh, for all intents and purposes, just think about protein sources in general. Meat, dairy products, egg, protein shakes. If you don't get to 20 grams of protein, then this process doesn't turn on. It's an on and off switch. It's not a gradual increase and in, in decrease. So when the lady says, uh, or when the recommendation is, oh, you can only utilize 20 grams of protein, that's it. That is where you see the full effect of you hitting the on switch and you start that rebuilding process. But what happens with the other stuff? Let's say you get 25, 30, 35 grams of protein. This stuff is not wasted. You do not waste any nutrition. This is why most people walk around being heavier than what they should be. This is how most people walk around uh, still being alive even though they live off of uh, Taco Bell, Pop-Tarts, and Gatorade. The body is super efficient at extracting the nutrition that it, that it needs from the diet and nothing is wasted. In terms of activating protein synthesis, you have to get to at least 20 grams. Going above it, you're fine. It's actually a, a really good number to try and hit at each meal and at each snack just so you get the most uh, bang for your buck out of the protein sources 
that you eat. And that is why we recommend at least 20 grams at each snack or meal. That is all the nutrition talk for today. Partners, keep holding your uh, teammates accountable. Stay on top of them, submit the points, and really get after this challenge. One week down, three to go. You're going to start seeing some awesome results very soon if you haven't already. This weekend, there was the Festivus competition. We had five teams competing, uh, and Paul D as well. So to all 11 of you, nice work. You guys did awesome. It was fun to see you uh, compete, deal with the uh, jitters of competition, uh, judges, the intensity of the heat. Competing uh, is a ton of fun. If you've never done a competition before, I highly recommend it. You always learn something new about yourself. You always push yourself a little bit extra and you take training a little bit more seriously. The next competition we have coming up that you'll see in a couple of weeks is the CrossFit Open. Um, this is as close to an official competition you can get while still hanging out at the gym. So this is a first, this is a great stepping stone to your first competition. We're going to make a big deal about it at the gym because it's a lot of fun. So stay tuned for the Open. If you missed the announcement last week, Lindy has opened up her own nonprofit. This is called Adaptable Performance Foundation. The goal is to provide coaching to those who have physical, mental, cognitive, neurological, and or temporary disabilities. The goal is to help make fitness more accessible and CrossFit less scary. This is going to be a big deal at the gym. Lindy's been working on this for a while, and she's going to grow this into something great. We're going to start off by... Um, Having a little fundraiser, not this Saturday, but the next Saturday again, we're doing a fundraiser at the gym. We're just going to accept some cash donations. Anything uh, you can donate is going to help out. The goal is to help uh, as many people as possible, stay healthy, stay fit, and to find a gym they love. The quote of the week is, don't worry about the time it will take to achieve your goal. The time will pass anyway. There's that one thing you've been wanting to do. You've been thinking about it for a while, but it's kind of a scary goal and it's going to require a lot of work. It's far away. It's 10 years away, 15 years away, and you're not sure if it's a good idea or not. You're a little bit worried about what people are going to think about you if you don't succeed. You know what? 10 years from now, you might be really close to that goal. You might be really far away from that goal. Time's going to pass anyway. Just because it's a big challenge, just because it's going to take you a long time, doesn't mean that you can't do it. I hope that you have a great week coming up. I'll see you at the gym. Let's get after some workouts.